If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's happening, friends? Welcome to the 282nd edition of Unlocked. It is the world's number one Xbox show. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. I'll introduce my crew in a second here. But first, coming up on this week's show, Playground Games, the makers of the outstanding Forza Horizon series, have a new secret second project that's not so secret anymore, and it is not a racing game. So more on that coming up. Also, E3 is open to the public, so if you've ever wanted to go, maybe run into one of us. We'll talk to you about how to do that. Also, Grand Theft Auto V hits yet another sales milestone uh some psychonauts 2 news that's good for everybody looking forward to the latest from tim schaefer and double fine and much much more first i want to say hi to everybody uh destin you're looking excellent and very tan (laughs) uh sean finnegan hello everyone for for, uh the young mr legary that is a nice thing that you do yeah Yeah. he's a chomper a long time ago tim told me i should just adopt the nickname shark for some reason Finnegan, I think it's because yeah, of the last we name. we went with it. Yeah, and it kind of stuck, so that's a thing now. We're making it stick. Yeah, right. yeah. we're just putting some double sided stick tape on the back of it. Anyway, glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, Alana Pierce. What's up? Hi, welcome back from your homeland, Australia. It was incredible. Yes. Uh, I interviewed Kojima for over an hour. I played the Switch for the first time. Nice. Uh, the weather was nice. It's raining. Yeah. It's uh, it's summer there, right? It is. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was so really hot. Jealous. It got to like ninety-seven degrees. At did one you point. did you bring me back one of those uh, those Xbox One floaties, the the uh, inflatable controller I pool thing? Legitimately asked if I could get one. I yeah. did not, but I did bring back eight packets of Tim Tams. I don't know what that is. Yeah, so what I don't are those? Dope ass cookies. <gasps> really? <laughs> Biscuits, as we call them. Uh-oh. Meme that. Meme it right now. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> Artie Sleva. I didn't go anywhere. I know you. I didn't go yeah, anywhere. You've been here. How was that? It was great. It's got pissed drunk. <laughs> Did you meet the dogs? <laughs> yeah, I met hell dogs. It was great. Nice. Yeah, I put oh. like four of them. Nice. Yeah. Good job, dude. Thanks, man. Meeting the quota for the day. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. I'm going to... Hey, wow. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I've had four dogs before noon. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna, I think I might smuggle one in tomorrow. <gasps> a because, Maggie? Because we have a... Thing weird we have, if it wasn't Maggie. We have a, a vet appointment to go to like right after work. So I think, yeah, I think tomorrow might be a, nice. a Maggie day. Excited. Yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, first up, I wanted to mention how prescient the show is. We, we predicted the rise of marketing for Halo Wars 2. I like to think that they put this into production after listening to last week's episode. Yeah, they just whipped it up in like two days yeah. just because of us. Mm-hmm. 
that didn't happen. It didn't happen that <laughs> way. Now it was good to see, you know, Sean, you were talking about, uh, no, you're not Destin. No. Destin was, you're in the Destin chair. That's I why. am. Okay, you, you assume Destin. Destin. Yeah. I've become him. Yeah. It was Dest- what would he say about him? I mean, you like <laughs> Destiny. You guys, I do like Destiny. So when Destin was talking last week, you know, <clears throat> wanted to see those killer blur cutscenes put together into a and we did. trailer, and then we got exactly that in the yeah. cinematic launch trailer, which made me want to play Halo Wars 2. And it hopefully reminded everybody that, yes, this game is coming out in, well, as of now, uh, two, no, week and a half? Yeah, week and a half. Week yeah. and a half. It's going to be good. Hopefully. So uh, good to see the the awareness start to kick up for Halo Wars 2. But really, the, the big news this week was pretty well out of nowhere as far as I was concerned. I don't know about you guys, but Playground Games, they make Forza Horizon. They are uh, their track record so far is unbelievable. It's mm-hmm. three games, three Forza Horizon games. I think they're they've never gotten less than a nine from IGN on any of those three. And in fact, horizon three got a 9.5, a game of the year nomination. Well-deserved. I know Alana, you're like me, a big, big fan. Yeah. Of the horizon games series. just keep getting better. It's crazy, but they've got a, a second studio that they're ramping up and a second project just codenamed project two. And it is, it's an open world game, but it's not a racing game, which was, uh, hmm. Just curious, right? I, I wouldn't. It's not like, oh my god, that's terrible, or wow, that's incredible. It's just sort of like, oh, that's interesting. So one thing that I wanted to point out, or that I find to be an interesting distinction, is like, would we consider games that are open world but have like very interesting car, like for instance, the Mad Max game? Would you call that a racing game? No, no. no. So does this game still have cars? You think? Maybe I would. I would bet money this game has cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a difference between a car game and a racing game for sure. It could be. Something a lot more arcadey. Mad Max is kind of a good point that you use a car most of the time. You- or Grand Theft Auto, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or there's car combat, you know, that right. kind of stuff. I just like I read that and I was like, oh, not a car game. And then I was like, wait, why does that mean there can't be? I mean, not a racing game. Why does that mean there can't be cars? This is a car developer. Like, you know, yeah. they've made games that kind of have a lot of these mechanics based around those types of. Yeah, but I mean, if things. But if they're opening up a second studio, that means staffing up and not necessarily staffing up with folks who worked on racing games in the past. True. I mean, I do think there will be cars in the game, but yeah. Yeah. So uh, Ralph Fulton, the ever humble leader and co-founder of uh, the studio, who I've met on a number of occasions, including you know, we revealed Forza Horizon Two, which was uh, the very first IGN first, which I'll always remember fondly. I got to go out to that studio and then have jet lag hit me like right in the middle of the day. I was oh, just like, in the UK. Oh, yeah. Uh, Royal Leamington Spa, about an hour, hour and a half north Ooh. of London. Oh, damn fancy. Apparently, that's where the, the royalty used to go and, and escape to. That's why it's Royal, Royal Leamington Spa. Spa. Yes. The royalty used to go and imbrate. Their building. Oh, yes. uh, so Playground's building is awesome. It's an, it's an old English manor that's been converted into a dev studio. That's dope. It's a really sweet building. One of the cooler dev studios I've seen. But Ralph saying, quote, <coughs> pardon me. No, he didn't say cough. <laughs> quote, we feel like we've become pretty good at racing games over the years in the most, the biggest understatement eh, of the decade. Debatable. Uh, we can always get better. We can always strive to get better. But we'd love to prove ourselves in a different genre. That's another goal of Project 2 to allow us to do that. We're going to need to hire some very talented people with experience that we don't have. Uh, Ralph does note that they will not be leaving Forza behind. This is not in replacement to Horizon or the Forza franchise in general. He says, our business with Forza over the last six, seven years has been great for us. It remains the cornerstone 
of our business. We're not running away from racing. Shouldn't you have said driving away from racing? (laughs) Uh, We still feel passionate about making new racing games and delivering new experiences from our for our players. Thinking about like the the tech that they had in Forza Horizon Three, like the blueprints are a really impressive thing. Obviously, drivetars are a really impressive thing, and I think the festivals and the way that they work is pretty cool too. I wonder if there's a different kind of genre they can incorporate. I think there's. Into. I think that's totally true. I and I'm glad you brought that up because there are mm. important before Xbox fans start sort of fantasizing about what Playground could do in a non in an open world non racing game with all that stuff. You've got to remember there's a key thing here uh, that I think a lot of people don't know. Playground isn't owned by Microsoft. They are an independent studio. It's, a, it's effectively a second-party relationship, uh, same way as like Retro mm-hmm. with, uh, with Nintendo. And that means it's all the, the, the Forza Horizon code base that they, they share a tech pipeline with Turn 10. Mm-hmm. So it's the same underlying Forza engine. And you know, with Horizon, it's open world, and they go to 30 frames for you know, the bigger scope. For motorsport, it's 60, and they go track racing. But it's the same underlying tech. That's why when one got weather, the other got weather, etc. So that's all Microsoft property. Uh, so they're not going to be able to use that stuff. So they couldn't get Drivitas then either. Unless this game does end up being a Microsoft first-party exclusive. If Microsoft just signs them up for this as well... Then sure, then they're all that they could totally use all of that. I kind of assumed that they would, but then we probably would have had a quote from someone other than just Ralph Fulton, right? Like maybe then Xbox would have said something, or they would have said it was exclusive. Well, uh, apparently, GI.biz sort of got the scoop on this, and I wonder if they were even sort of ready to <laughs> to let this cat out of the bag. They went ahead and you know Ralph gave a quote, but the other thing too, I mean, it's. He, he said, I didn't read the rest of his quotes, but it's still so early in this. They're still staffing up that yeah. I'm sure they're not even ready to announce see if he the is. platform or yeah. any of that stuff. So uh, I still bet you it's multi-platform, though. Like, if you're a dev, sure, you have a good business relationship with Microsoft, yeah. a great like, partnership with them. But like the potential to put your game on multiple platforms and with one of the other platforms that isn't Microsoft being the bigger one out there amongst console gamers. Like it seems like a big missed opportunity in terms of just revenue. Like if you want to build a new studio, a whole new team of people, like it's a safer bet business wise to put it on multiple. Yeah, unless, I, I, unless there's a big contract with Microsoft. Exactly. Like with I, Kojima and, uh, um, Sony. Sony. Yeah. I agree completely with you, Sean. Cause that's, I, I wrote down that exact thing as you're, you know, last from the last numbers, the ballpark numbers we had, Oh wait, not this. It's still on. It's on that first page somewhere. You're looking at if you make a, if you make the game multi-platform, you're looking at you know eighty or so million console players to sell it to yeah. versus thirty. Yeah. So that's that's a lot. That's a huge difference. So I'm not saying it's impossible, right? Like you mentioned, Microsoft could be like, well, we'll give you all this extra support, all this extra, like maybe you know access to proprietary tech featured during E3 conferences like you know front page placement on the dashboard all this stuff that could help you market the game better to that 30 million but just it's a big number to make up that's all well isn't it play anyway though well yeah i mean i'm not yeah. counting so i'm just i'm just counting console yeah. cuz there's uh, you know about roughly 50 something million ps4s in the world and mid 30 something million yeah. xbox ones so you know you sell if you're multi platform you can sell to to all of, all of those yeah, yeah, sure. versus versus just the 30-something million on, on the Xbox side. And then, of course, yeah, you've still got all the PC stuff. I think this would be a Switch game. No, I don't. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, I think it's going to be a Switch game. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be wrong about that. At this point, I wish everything was a Switch game. It'd just be nice to have it. Have op- Show op- Nintendo does, good. too. Love but, options. Uh, you know, the other, op- the other possibility is, and, and I, I mean, I, I think this is unlikely. I think your multi-platform theory is correct. But we've seen Sony take every opportunity to stick the PR knife in Microsoft's back uh, that they can. And what if Sony, you know, swoops in, gets wind of this and says, oh, let's just let's make it a let's Sony make a better exclusive. offer. Ooh. Let's sign this as a Sony game just to just to tweak tweak Microsoft. A little bit. My immediate thought was that they would do the marketing thing at E3 where you see it at all their conference. I don't know that Playground would agree to have it as an exclusive because that could hurt an existing relationship. Again, if, but well, yeah, but if that's the offer, a fair point, actually. You're right, but if the offer's right. Yeah. But you look at someone like Insomniac developing Sunset Overdrive that's as true. Microsoft exclusive and now yeah. Spider-Man as PlayStation exclusive. Although Insomniac didn't necessarily have, well, they yeah, I guess they had more of it. They had a Sony history. A yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it's always, as much as gamers like us like to like to think about the, the uh, appearances and politics of it, it is money at the end of the day yeah. it's playgrounds going to do what's best for its business and that's probably a multi-platform and it's people you know situation you yes. think they're building a whole new team here so it's really important that you make sure that you're at least in my mind that you're giving those people security the team security yeah but yeah i mean i don't know i think that would be a real kind of m night Shyamalan twist if they ended up making a sony exclusive just because like on the sony's part that would be a real expensive way to poke microsoft you know it would You're cost right. a lot of money. They do, yeah. they do like to poke people, or they do want to poke Microsoft when they can. I'm saying the word poke. Yeah. Why? I'm quite like poking poke. Microsoft when you can. Okay. Stab, is that better? That's what Ryan used. <laughs> that is actually significantly better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's much better Thank than you. poke. Graphic. Yeah. Why is poke so bad? Because I'm thinking she's talking about wieners. Sex thing. Oh. Well. Ah, oh, dang. <laughs> what did you expect from us, Sean? I don't know. I, I remember it being like a Facebook thing. <laughs> What do you use Facebook No, that for? was also a flirting thing. It was 100% a sex thing on Facebook, too. He poked someone. It was like, yeah, he totally wants to. You just it. changed his whole perspective on Facebook. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever go on that. You were poking <laughs> everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, who knows? I don't know. All I'm saying is I don't see Microsoft. Do- I mean, I don't see Sony doing it. Sony is a troubled company right now. Not the games business. That's like their one lifeboat. I mean, Sony, the overall company. I don't know if you guys read about this. There was some crazy Hollywood article, a Hollywood Reporter article that's uh, that mentioned that Sony, uh, as a company, is posting a billion dollar loss this Ooh, quarter. That's not good. Just this quarter. It didn't didn't they post a profit largely on the back of the PlayStation division last year? Yeah, the I Hollywood recall. Reporter article goes out of its way to be like the one bright spot in Sony's business is this strong sales of this thing called PlayStation. <laughs> like they spell it wrong and stuff. Like, really? It's super funny. No, not quite. But they got the caps wrong. Oh, no intercap. Inter-cap. Yeah, that's dumb. Do your. If that's yeah. like I still see mainstream media articles. I mean, Hollywood Reporter. Doesn't know that. Though, Do, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, yeah, totally. Because I, I still see some outlets spell Xbox with a ca- capital X and capital B. Oh, that's mm. never been a thing ever. Yeah. You're never going to get poked if you <laughs> make all these things. It's also, it's just a noun. Like, at some point, I just want to tell that marketing with the way that a word is presented to just get out. Like the fact that Amiibo doesn't have an S on the end and is oh, also always I mean, a lowercase oh, A. Oh, you mean like, watch underscore dogs? Yeah. It's, Hashtag it's, drive club? It's ridiculous. We're three weeks away from communicating entirely in emojis anyway in this country, in this, in this I society. I resign <laughs> from life. You, oh, oh that's, that's, don't resign from life. We need you. 
Super I was like, you can't value. do that. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, you can. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, going to be very, very interested to see whose E3 stage Ralph Fulton appears on next. In four years. Well, who knows? It's I mean, probably not going to see that. It depend- we don't know how long they've been working on it. They could have been prototyping something. I mean, odds are they've already, the thing is, they've almost certainly already got a deal in place with someone or multiple people. Yeah. So it's just a matter of when it comes out, when it's announced, when it's when it's made public mm-hmm. in some fashion. So there you go. Playground games growing and thriving. And I mean, obviously, whatever whatever they this is, I'm going to be ha- very excited for it because their track record is is unbelievable. Yeah, it's just, just phenomenal studio. Next up, this is great news for all of you listening and watching. E3 is going to be much more formally open to the public. They've sort of dabbled in this the last couple of years, but it is a official come one, come all, and by all I mean 15,000 of you. <laughs> come one, come 15,000. <laughs> but yeah, E3 is going to be open to the public. Uh, consumer passes will go on sale on E3's website, which is e3expo.com. Mark your calendar if you really if you want to go, if you want to get your way to LA. Uh, spoiler alert, Book a hotel now, like literally as pause this podcast and do it now, because all of downtown uh, before they started allowing 15,000 additional people, hotels were a nightmare uh, as well as Airbnbs. But uh, the passes will go on sale on February 13th, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. The first thousand of those 15,000 tickets will uh, set you back $149, so effectively an early bird special. The remaining 14,000 tickets will be $249, and you'll be wandering the show floor. You'll be bumping into us. You'll be doing the whole thing. Waiting in seven-hour lines. Yep. And then you'll yes. find those tickets on eBay uh, later for $1,000 each. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, depending on their scalping. depending on their security situation. Yeah. I mean, I know PAX does their best to That's get true. around they that. They do ID people but, these days. Yeah, I yeah. do. Like, I see people selling PAX passes out At out PAX. out in front of PAX. Yeah, sort of a scalping PAX. thing. But PAX doesn't ID you. No. Yeah, True. they scan yeah. you. Uh, yeah, e- e- yeah, they're really diligent about checking the badges. But, yeah. And sometimes real, the IDs. Real real. But anyway, uh, I mean, this is, this is huge news. Because if I were to rewind myself to 12-year-old Ryan, uh, I would be over the moon at this possibility. I probably wouldn't be able to afford to go because I would have been in Phoenix and trying to, tr- kind of trying to get to L.A. as a as Also a 12. You said 12-year-old Ryan. Did you have a job? No. How are you going to go to E3? That's what I'm saying. Be I'm saying I, a, I would have dreamt. Guardian of- <laughs> All right, let's fast. 16-year-old. <laughs> Thanks, Marty. No, I totally would. Yeah, no, like yeah high school or college, I would have loved to go to this. Yeah. It would have been incredible because, yeah, I, I before E3, the video game sort of annual trade show was at CES in Las Vegas, interestingly enough. And I always I would always read about it in EGM after and be like, oh, I wish I could go to CES. But uh, now, of course, E3 being in L.A., it's... It's on. It's going to be public. There'll be uh, just about all the publishers that are there, even if they're not there. Like we saw so many publishers pull out yeah. on an official capacity last year, but a lot of them are going to going to be there and be accessible. I actually wonder if this move is in response to that. We'd kind of known on, on the industry side of things that E3's, uh, let's call it influence, was waning in the industry. Like devs were opting to do more efficient ways of showing their games to the public. Like the bigger ones, like EA, mm-hmm. chose to remove it entirely and do their own separate thing kind of nearby. Uh, 
Blizzard never really had its own pref- or, you know, uh, presence there because they could just do BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. And then some of the smaller devs who do have awesome stuff to show simply can't afford the space because it's so expensive and yeah. there's so many other people there. It's funny. Last year was in the, the – the halls are pretty much uh, split in half. There's one hall that has most of the first parties and that's where our booth – uh, like the IGN booth mm-hmm. is there. And there's another hall that's all third parties and last year that third party hall was – borderline empty oh it was it, it was, was like weird. sort of dense in the you, middle yeah, you and got then just to the fringes and then it was just like where am i and so i totally understand them being like uh how do we fill this room people yeah yeah uh i just think it's just money like i feel like sure. they just want to make more profit off of it like, well especially if publishers are are pulling oh, out yeah. of e3 yeah. those, those it, you know that's millions of dollars that the esa is is losing yeah. so they've got to figure out a way to make it up well that's what i mean is like this looks to me to be like a money makeup situation but we were talking a little bit off air which i guess we could bring up now is like is this the right implementation like if the goal is to bring more people and more money and more revenue into the event is a hard cap at 15,000 the way to do it or do they do something a little bit more like Gamescom where the show is now instead of 3 days in a weekend it's 5 or 6 days i forget it is how anyway. many days. but then the last 2 3 days are widely open to the public no yeah. cap yeah yeah you know yeah um, i think there's a security issue with <laughs> how many people they let in of course potentially but i, I mean does it seem to be difficult have you been to Gamescom threat. yeah oh, Gamescom yeah. is wow so that has the building is so well facilitated for industry in that they have those like off-site areas i didn't yeah, even need true. to really go to the main hall yeah the, also the, the convention hall itself is enormous yeah it's massive uh i'm really curious i feel like they're gonna have to adapt the kind of things that are at e3 if with for these fifteen thousand people that are more community facing because there's as of right now there aren't a ton of community-ish things to do at e3 unlike packs and i mean you it's just true. like i don't know lines if, yeah i don't know if this 250 means uh, you get to go to the press conferences. I don't know if this means, right. you know, you get to go to the Bethesda showcase and see the concert at night. Right. Well, they did let people do that last year. There were community the allowed to the Bethesda A select few, yeah. 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 Um, but, I mean, I went the year before last for BBC, and I had to wait in line for four hours to play uh, Unravel. Mm-hmm. For four hours. Like, that's how long like, the game is. Well, I mean, we literally <laughs> played for 18 minutes. So it's like, I think that... Uh, if people go to E3, they need to facilitate a culture thing because otherwise, really, all there is to do is wait in line. Like yeah. that's kind of it. I yeah. mean, yeah. all the I booths mean, look really I'll cool, you. but you can't. There's not really anything. Yeah, to but buy. Like, last, like, I mean, last year, far and away, the most popular game was Zelda. Oh yeah, and and that sort of giant Zelda game. Those lines capped like 20 minutes into the day. Yeah, and, and like, you'd be. That, that was exactly what I was going to bring up is. The Nintendo booth every year, especially last yeah. year where it was just Zelda and that was it, and everybody was excited for it. But the Nintendo booth every year. Cat, people end up waiting literally all day, and that's all they do. They sit in line all day, and then they get to finally play whatever Smash Nintendo Zelda, thing yeah. at the end of the day. And and if you know, of course, if that's how you want to spend your time at E3, great. But uh, I mean, my, what else can you do? Wait in shorter yeah. lines and see, you know, four okay. or five. I wait so long for Unravel, though. You know, like I feel like the lines of most things are really long. It, uh, they can be. I mean, there there are like the Xbox booth, the the first party booths, other than Nintendo, Sony and Microsoft's booths do have kiosks, and you can just walk up and yeah. play too. And oh, but like a know, ton of indie games, like smaller yeah. games, yeah. But even like they also the, have weird little like at last year's when they introduced the Elite controller, the Pro controller, yes, whatever. Like there's Elite. cool little yeah, like 
like you said, kiosks where you can go up and just play with the controller and mm-hmm. assemble your own. All the accessories are there. Yeah, stuff that isn't necessarily game related that you can still entertain your time with. You know. Yeah, but like Xbox the- and PlayStation launch, it both had. Things that maybe with fifteen minute waits, which is true, but I think right. the bigger things, it's it takes forever. So that's a, like the ex- stuff that you'd want to go to E three for. Yeah, the Xbox booth last year, it was there was they had like a little maybe what amounted to a 20, 30 minute queue for for Recore for uh, I think Sea of Thieves tend, line tend to be a bit longer throughout the week, but you know Dead Rising four like it, it was for the non Halos of the world and non Zeldas of the world. It's a uh, it's not it's usually yeah. not as bad, and that so. I would say you guys chime in. My my tips for if you decide to go to E3, number one, wear comfortable shoes. Yeah. The LA Convention Center is big. I mean, if you've ever been to a PAX, these are the same tips you, you already know. But wear comfortable shoes. There's a lot of walking. Uh, and number two, bring your Nintendo Switch to kill time in the inevitable lines or 3DS to, in, the, in the inevitable Five lines you're going to have. Zelda. And number three, this is an important one. Do not eat at the convention center. You're going to think, how bad could it be? Don't, you don't want to know the answer to that question. Don't do it. There are food trucks outside usually. There's uh, the LA Live is you walk out the door and turn left, and there's uh, the LA Live with tons of good restaurants, which they're busy too, but don't eat at the convention center. Yeah, avoid convention Trust center me food. from experience on this one. I'd add something. Drink lots of water. Yeah, I was gonna say get water bottles in advance. You're like you're, you'd be surprised. Like the air, con- it's an air conditioned facility and stuff. But with so many people walking around, uh, it can get pretty hot and it can get pretty sweaty in there, and you get dehydrated really quick, especially if you're walking around a lot, and you become miserable real quick. So, drink lots of water. I think we're making it sound terrible. E3 no, is great. No, it's great. great. That's fun. the thing. It, but it <laughs> is, it is a, it is a physical. It is experience. Oh, it's like not, any convention, really. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, I I do agree with you, Sean. Though I think it's they've E three the ESA has been been sort of dipping their toe in, but I really think that this isn't the ideal solution. It's a step, but I really do think they should either go totally private media trade only, or you know to to as you say, keep up with the times with the PAXs and the Gamescoms and the TGSs of the world. Go all out. Have a have a you know, two or three public days at the end after the media days, and you know you can make make all your money back and invite. You know, you can admit a hundred and fifty thousand people instead of fifteen totally thousand people. But for this year, two hundred fifty dollar pass unless you are able to crash the site early and hit, get get in there for a hundred fifty bucks. But if you see us, do stop us and say hi because uh, we may be we may look like we're beelining somewhere. But I speaking personally. I my f- brightest moments of you know a hectic busy E3 last year. I probably had thirty super nice IGN fans stop and just say mm-hmm. hello to me, and it it really it brightens my day. Yeah, oh yeah, sure. when people do that, it's it's lightly. totally awesome. Especially like you know you guys are pretty forward facing at IGN, but for some of the people who aren't like me, uh, it's awesome to hear from fans when they're like, "Hey, I liked you on Unlocked." I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome. You even saw it because most of the time people don't." I remember I was at Comic Con for the first time. Uh, or not for the first time, but for the first time a fan approached me. I was waiting for one of our freelancers, this guy Matt Fowler, and we were in a rush. We were doing some WWE thing, and this guy came up to me, and he goes, Sean Finnegan? And I hadn't met Matt Fowler before, so I was like, Matt, great. I handed him, <laughs> I handed him the mic, and I was like, we got to go, man. Let's get going. They're waiting for us in there right now. And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. I, he got super nervous, <laughs> and he goes, I just I, – I really like Unlocked. And I was like – 
Oh, not Matt. <laughs> I like the idea that this so is how the dude gets his job at IGN. <laughs> yeah. He's been working here ever since. And that's how Matt Fowler got his job. <laughs> so wait, who is, who is the guy that claims to be Matt Fowler then? Because apparently... <laughs> I like it. This guy is just... He's... Uh, like uh, the talented Mr. Ripley in yeah. this thing. It that was man was fun. Max Scoville. Yeah, because <laughs> that was the first time a fan had ever approached me, and I could say, you know, because I don't, I at, until that point I was like, Sean Finnegan does not have fans in this third person. Yes, I just <laughs> referred to myself. Sean, as the you third rolled person. up your sleeves and said, <laughs> you got "It's like, a little warm in here." Yeah, yeah. It's never it's warm, warm. warm. Are you kidding? It's well, chilly well, uh, as as uh, Sean Finnegan once told me, "Stay hydrated." Yeah, you, know, you got to keep drinking water, lots the, of water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your water, Sean. We got water. Missed out, man. Ooh, where's, I can't believe. Where's you your label free water? Sparkling water. Ugh. Why? It's spicy Gross. water. It's better than regular water. Better than soda or something. Actually related sugary. to Gamescom. The first time we water. went there, you'd try and get regular water, and you just can't. Oh, in Europe, it's uh, the sparkling is by default. Oh, you have to that. ask for. So oh, yeah. someone <laughs> told us that when we were on that trip, <laughs> that if we just shook the sparkling water enough, the gas would get out. <laughs> Was not true. But it meant that everyone was just walking around shaking their bottles of water. Who told yeah. you that? How are like, you? I was there for Xbox, and it was like one of the Xbox reps was like, "Yeah, if you guys just do this, how how are did you, you never yeah. open how a you, soda as a kid? Yeah, and how were you duped over by this? It didn't do that. It didn't explode. Really? It would make it like slightly less gassy. But oh, it would so you're telling us like it worked? Trash. I mean, so slightly. this is good advice, Marty. Try it. It doesn't explode. No, don't do it. <laughs> He's doing it. <laughs> It's been it's been open too long now. It's not gonna. Yeah, okay, no, that that's got no, that's that, no fun. That got too spicy. Uh, okay. Moving on, Grand Theft Auto Five has now sold in. This is so meaning shipped to stores. Not quite all of these have found homes yet, but it is up to seventy five million copies shipped. That's crazy. Eh. Which uh, <laughs> not impressed. A lot of here's not it's not that much. Sorry, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Call me back when it gets to 100, yeah, yeah. when it gets to nine figures. But uh, what I found interesting about this, as noted by noted news guru here at IGN, Andrew Goldfarb, it sold more copies in 2016 than in 2015. What? How does that happen? How it's, does that it's, happen? It's GTA Online support, I think, mm-hmm. that it yeah, just they right. keep making that better and better, and I understand why people are still jumping on. I mean, you're totally right about that, but it's still kind of interesting to think that just supporting something post-launch could outdo your major focused marketing pushes when you're running TV commercials and stuff okay, like that, Okay, but it didn't right? launch with online, right? True. Well, it's like two weeks later. Yeah, yeah, so that technically wasn't initially a thing, so it has had like this full marketing hype, I guess, and it's it's better now, so much better, and just keeps getting better, so I can understand why it has that steam. I mean, it, it has yeah, do you, so much to do, do with Do you guys that. remember when everybody was super mad that GTA Online was not working super great? In the fr- no, no one remembers that, because it <laughs> yeah. was three years ago, yeah. and it works yeah. great now, and they have, uh, in fact, we were just talking, the online heists, the four-player, yeah. like, multi-part missions that i only ever ended up doing one of them and i think there's there's four four or five four or five of them now they have the the bikers thing that was uh yeah sort of end of last year it's basically like gta online does a really good job of there are people who play it in certain ways and basically rockstar figured out that these guys were playing it like biker gangs and were fighting each other and had clubhouses so they were like okay let's just formally facilitate that like it's i think it's really impressive and i understand why it is continuing to sell incredibly well it it just tells me number one red dead redemption 2 might not be grand theft auto nothing's on that level but 
Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to be bigger than any of us can even possibly get. I mean, have could it, money. can we entertain the idea that it might be bigger than Grand Theft Auto? There's a huge amount of hype for Red Dead. It's very well received by a lot of so people. So right? one of the biggest differences is that mainstream press will cover a new GTA game. Like True. the New York Times will cover GTA Five, and mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter if they say it's because it's because you can kill hookers in it. It just everyone talks about. My mom it. knows what Grand Theft Auto is. My mom doesn't yeah. know what Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, and I think it's just it has so much more reach. Red, Red Dead's like the hipster GTA. <laughs> kind of. I mean, it's still gonna sell millions, but yeah, it's, it's basically wearing a sweater. And yeah. A fedora. <laughs> no, I mean, it could it, it could arguably. He said fedora, and you pointed to me. I would Classic never wear a fedora. Milady, 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 Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think I'll sell. These numbers, but I, it's it's. Uh, I think it's fully possible that it'll be one of, if not the best-selling game of the year. I, mean, I, I, I would Call of Duty and Battlefront. Yeah, I, I would suspect that Red De- whatever Rockstar's and Take Two's internal Red Dead Redemption Two sales forecasts were have been revised upwards over I mean, the last six months. They will also likely have a Red Dead Online, like they did with the first one. <laughs> yeah, they hundred percent. Which yeah, I they really liked, said. and I mean because they've already built in such a good system with GTA 5 they can use a lot of that and doing it in Weston actually appeals more to me than GTA Online does yeah. it just lends itself so much better in a, in a more organic way right like the you know the stagecoast heist and the yeah. you know robbing the tra- you know, train the train and, stuff, and the yeah, yeah breaking, a, breaking a buddy yeah. out of jail going after sheriffs what's the chance I could play as a horse probably that pretty good seems kind of likely yeah, yeah. you play nice. as a Sasquatch <laughs> damn it you can play as a Sasquatch yeah, in GTA Five, Pacific Northwest it's like Woodland this, Ape. Did you guys hear about that? It's like this crazy Tell thing me. where you have to go to a certain a area of the map at a certain amount of time, oh, after yeah. having collected all this stuff, and the weather has to be a certain thing. Yeah, and that's, you I mean, that's standard Sasquatch lore. Turn into a Sasquatch. You turn, you transform into a Sasquatch, like Harry and the Hendersons. I think, oh. you ha- I think you have to be as a certain character as well. It's like very, very specific. So it took people like I think over a year to figure out how to do it. But there's a character named Sasquatch. <laughs> no, no, it's a literal Sasquatch. No, no, that's the character you have to play as. Sasquatch. You haven't played GTA Five, have I've, you? Absolutely. There we go. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, but I know a ton about Sasquatch. Well, not in GTA Five, apparently. Well, I think you're okay. such a Sasquatch expert. <laughs> they put, Sasquatch put it on the list after. Is that all gonna die? On that I know you, more about Sasquatch than you. After you oh. never finish Mass Effect. Oh dang! What are you talking? We're gonna play a bunch on Friday. We are, yeah. They say that every week, but we do. I, but we do every week. <laughs> I uh, which Mass Effect are I you love, on right yeah. now? Three, one. Are you we on are three? Going to finish one. <laughs> That's it. Certainly going to finish one. Yeah. Where where is he roughly in the story? Uh, we're actually pretty close to the end. So you the big reveal about no, we're pretty close to that though. That's uh, not the end though. There's like a whole other act after yes, the reveal, correct. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I go. I'm very good at the game, except when it comes to the tank. I'm very bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, you're great. You mean the I make-up? love your guys' yeah. Let's Play series, but I kind of wish you hadn't done it on this game. Why? Because I want—I don't know. I feel like people keep saying I'm not enjoying the story. I'm 100% enjoying the story. Well, okay. <laughs> I like the story. Yeah, no. Even Alana doubts you. No, no, no. I was just there was one episode where we drank a bunch, oh, yeah. and then we couldn't remember it the next time. We, <laughs> we came back to it. So we, <laughs> we came back the next week and we were sober. We're like, oh, well, where were we? I was like, like oh, I don't remember. He's like telling us everything that happened. I was like. I don't remember any of those Yeah, we were like, oh, we don't really know who we are now. We probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. No, unlike some dude, I'm, I'm playing through that and playing through Skyrim. Uh, I've, I've just straight up realized I don't like Skyrim. Mm. I like Mass Effect. Yeah, though. I'm not a huge fan of Skyrim. But I love Do you it. like Fallout? You haven't played that either, have you? Uh, no, I played, you played a little bit. I played it like 10 hours of Fallout 4. Okay. I wasn't crazy about it. I love Fallout. Yeah. 
Because people t- do tend to really prefer One Fallout or, or yeah. Elder Scrolls, even though it's they're weird. weird for me. And I'm an Elder Scrolls yeah. guy. Like I, I Fallout, I'm okay, I'm good with, but I I love Elder Scrolls. I'm I flamed out on uh, Fallout Four after about. 25 hours. I didn't play that like, much of Fallout 4 either, but I played so much of 3 and continued to yeah. go back. I finished 3. That's my thing, yeah. So I love Fallout 3. I didn't like Fallout 4 all that much. I love Morrowind. Didn't like Skyrim so much, or and I loved Oblivion. Oblivion's so good. Yeah, like... Yeah, I'm just weird I'm, for me. I'm really picky with my open worlds. Um, yeah. It's just sort, of, sort of arbitrary. Should I Fallout 3? I love that game. Which one? Yeah. Fallout, said 3. Fallout 3. Oh, yeah. Liam Neeson plays your father. And yeah, I'm like, yes, Liam Neeson, I'll do whatever you say. Yes, Papa. <laughs> uh, you get to talk to a dog. Oh, nice. Yeah. You get to... Never mind. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, final, point, to- final point on, on GTA selling so many copies. I would suspect that... Not, not that... I, I, I guess this doesn't change anything, but... I, I suspect that there will just be <clears throat> even less of a rush to get GTA 6 going or, or get it out. You know, Rockstar was always going to take their time and never ship anything till till it's ready. But I really think uh, GTA 5 shipped in 20, fall 2013. I, I would... I would take the in and out bet. I think it's going to be like 2019. GTA 4 was what, the early 2008? Mm. Yeah, like April 08. I think you're right, yeah. So that was five, five, and, a five and a half years. years. Yeah. yeah, I could see, uh, yeah, late, late, late next year or uh, 2019. I just, I, yeah. I still, th- I think it'll be like a swan song for if this generation is actually a console generation, this console generation. Right. Because, I mean, oh my God, I don't even think like about that. Five. Five. Because yeah. then they can s- sell it on the five. next, yeah. on the new hardware again mm-hmm. when get the that whole second, second win like they've done with 2019 I guess it is kind of far away since we're just getting into 2017 now. But like, do you do you guys honestly think that we'll see a new console generation at that point ish? Yeah, these things came out in 2013. I mean, granted, we're getting well, like, we're getting that everything's now, a little yeah. bit different with, Does, with yeah, Scorpio I don't think so now. Yeah, iterative I don't really... consoles. I still do. I mean, I, think seems, I don't know. It seems I I guess it's not true because it, I've had my Xbox for a long time, but it feels like I just got it. Yeah, but eventually yeah. there's going to be a point where someone wants to make a game and is like, hey, this straight up. Those, our vision does not run on a launch Xbox One or a launch PS4, right. so we need the next step. Well, the other thing, too, is uh, even though, yes, Rockstar North is the main Grand Theft Auto development team in Scotland, Rockstar, somewhat like Ubisoft in, the, in, in a bit of a sense, does sort of have like ev- all their studios work on each game now. Like ev- a bunch, They all chipped in on GTA V, and even though I'm sure it's should be san diego leading red dead redemption it's still like you'll see the hausers at the the hauser brothers as the sort of lead writers and directors and producers in the beginning so still they've got their their rockstar has got to be channeling a huge bulk of their energy into red dead 2 yeah rockstar north is probably they're they're of course ramping up six gta six but i just suspect that with with uh, all, all most of the company's energy into Red Dead this year, there's no way we'd see uh, GTA 6 turned around any sooner than like I mean, two years after Red Dead 2 comes out. I, I even feel like 2019 is soon. Maybe it is. In a weird way. Like, I imagine that we continue to get online support for GTA 5, and then they give us a bunch of online support for Red Dead 2, and then I wonder if maybe when... GTA Online maybe dies out is when we get that single player DLC if that ever happens. I don't think so. Didn't they promise that? They, well, I don't know if promise is the right word. They said 
that they were doing it, but I, I, I kind of I can understand why you would say that they won't do it, and that it's more profitable for them to continue supporting GTA Online. But I also feel like I, I just feel like they will deliver. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, you're like, hey, if we can make this twenty dollar thing, people would buy for these seventy five million people who own this game. Like, yeah. yeah, it could arguably be the biggest single piece of DLC ever. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, you, you could very well be. Maybe it's going to be 2020 for yeah. GTA 6. It's like right could now, happen. it seems like it didn't launch that long ago. Like because it's still so relevant. Well, right? And because it launched on PC later and it launched on uh, current gen consoles later. Yeah. We still talk about online all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but it was over three years ago. Three and a half years ago. It's like so hard to believe. It really it's hard to believe. Like- it's been three and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> Finally this week. Starbreeze, who we know as the developer behind uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, which, shout out to Mitch Dyer, he loves that game. Mm -hmm. I also really like that game. R.I.P. Mitch. R.I.P. Mitch. And uh, Payday, the Payday games, and what else? Directed by uh, David Goldfarb, Andrew Goldfarb's dad. That's right. (laughs) He's kidding, by the way. It's not actually. But David Goldfarb will often tweet Andrew Goldfarb and refer to him as my son. (laughs) Really? I find it very funny. That, That boy's been posting a lot of gym selfies lately. David Goldfarb or Andrew? David. Okay. Huh. He's very impressive. Okay. Yeah. I feel like you guys should check him out. Start following. Start following. <laughs> I guess. I, I'm missing out. He's like an older gentleman. He's getting real fit, and it's great. He's got the dad bod? Well, no. He's like super fit. It's getting, yeah. He's getting out of the dad bod. Out of the, yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming that I'm thinking of the right person. Otherwise, <laughs> I really, just super I really hope you're not, because I would find that so funny. <laughs> uh, anyway, Starbreeze is going to help. They're going to publish Psychonauts 2 for Double Fine, which is really good news. They're pumping $8 million into it, in addition to the almost four that was crowdfunded on Fig, and then the uh, un- unnamed chunk of money that, uh, that Double Fine themselves is putting into the game. So it's due out in 2018, which is what Double Fine had always said. And I am thrilled about this, Marty. Yeah, so am I. I'm stoked. I mean, the fact that you know we've been talking for seemingly a year or two about the resurgence of the 3D platformer, and we're getting ukulele very soon. We're mm-hmm. going to get Mario by the end of the year. Uh, <clears throat> this next year, and the footage they showed, uh, Double Fine just released a dev documentary where they started talking about the engine and talking about the tech behind it. And then <clears throat> there's it's really good off-screen footage of sort of just a prototype of, of Raz running around a level that looks like... Well, didn't they recreate... Pretty much the, they recreated the like the setting camp? of the original. Yeah. yeah, the camp. And it just looks so good. looks so colorful. The lighting's The lighting's incredible. So yeah. It was a Psychonauts VR thing, wasn't there? So there is. Uh, it's coming out in like two weeks. Have yes. You've tried it though, haven't you? Uh, both of us. Yes, yeah. Yeah. we did. Yeah, I, I, I just put up a kind of Let's Play-ish video mm-hmm. on IGN. I, I played the first 30 minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really liked it. That's awesome. Yeah, I have, uh, I'm have. i reviewing it. I'm going to start it soon once I figure out how to hook up a PSVR. <laughs> the other thing I like about this, Starbreeze, they're going to be, you know, they're a developed, they are trying to get into publishing as as some of the bigger independent developers have started to do, like Gearbox mm-hmm. is doing that. But uh, Starbreeze, I feel like, isn't going to meddle with Double Fine in this. Yeah. The way that that some of the bigger third party publishers might. Yeah, who? What's the horror story with Psychonauts? Who is it? T-A- Microsoft. Psychonauts. Microsoft dropped the game. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Remember? I forgot about that. That yeah. was in, yeah. Ed Freeze told the. I think he told the story in yeah. here on Unfiltered, but they had uh, like two or three games of that same 3D platformer type thing, and he just they yeah the one one had to go. And they picked 
the wrong yeah, one. Pick the wrong one. Hundred yeah. percent. Pick the wrong one. My question is: When was the last time Double Fine worked with an external publisher to make a game? Have the last couple ones they've done been self crowdfunded or yeah. self published? Yeah, that's just, actually I had that uh, Midnight City published uh, Costume Quest Two, which was well, sort of an independent. And, oh, they uh, Adult Swim. Adult Swim published Headlander. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And then, uh, it's been smaller public. I mean, like Starbreeze, I guess smaller publishers mm-hmm. like. With, with, I guess there's a sort of half answer to your question too. With, uh, I mean, they've they've worked with Sony on mm-hmm. the adventure, all the on Grim Fandango, the Tentacle, and yeah. Full Throttle. Full now. Throttle. But I don't think they're like, I don't know if they're funding it. That's actually a good question. Sony did something. Yeah, some money. It, well, I guess so. In exchange for the fact that it's only coming out on PlayStation Same thing platform, with Broken Age because Broken Age still doesn't come to Xbox One, right? Yeah, that's correct. What I was gonna ask. Yeah. Uh, but I thought they self-published that because wasn't that one of that was, the that was uh, the Kickstarter? That was the original yeah. Kickstarter big one. one. Yeah. yeah, that was sort of the big, the first one of the first big video game successes mm-hmm. on Kickstarter. Game's great. The game rules. Yeah, so Second. good. I forgot. I remember backing that one. That was probably the that was probably the first big video game Kickstarter. Huh. Yeah, the first one that broke. It was the highest grossing one for a long time. Yeah, it hit its it hit its goal within I think. An I hour? Think it hit its goal within us writing the news story and me watching it hit its goal. Right. Crazy. And then it got like 3.4 million eventually. Didn't it didn't have like a million in the first day or something. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. That was, that was crazy. I mean, Ukulele did super well too. Mm-hmm. Wasteland 2 did really well. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, I mean, obviously, Psychonauts did really well. Yeah. Pillars of Eternity, Obsidian. I yeah. uh, just had Fergus Urquhart in for Unfiltered. They've had a lot of success. Love that man's name. It is a very good it's, name. It is the most RPG name. There yes. is not a better genre of video so games true. that that man no. could be so could have spent his career working on. So, uh, yeah, we're going to, Marty and I, uh, all of us will be keeping a very close eye on Psychonauts 2. And the good news is they're right down the street. Mm-hmm. If we go knock on the door, they usually, they usually answer. Literally spy on them. <laughs> we're going to be arrested. Uh, you, you said that into the microphone. Yeah, don't. There's a mic. That's a hot mic right there. Don't yeah, hot labs. Hot labs. <laughs> That's a uh, uh, money and a lot of play Mass Effect reference. They're hot labradors. <laughs> Check it out. Sorry, Ryan. Okay. Sorry, Ryan. All right, let's move on. Sorry, uh, Shark Man. Yeah, we have not. We don't get to hear from you super Sharkman? often. Yeah. Hit him. Hanuman Sharkman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what can we spend our money on this week? There's nothing to retail, unfortunately. But over on the digital front... I'm before the storm, my friend. Yeah, right? Uh, but over on the digital front, we have Fallout Shelter, which is free. Great. And rules. If you haven't already played it on your phone, check it out on How Xbox. Why did that take so long to come to Xbox? Mm. That's a really good question. <laughs> well, didn't it only kind of recently come out on PC? It was like end of last year, I think? Yeah, it was. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It was recent. Eight Days, which is ten bucks. Don't know what that is. Should have been eight. <laughs> Adventure Pop which is free. We call it Adventure Pop. Pixel Heroes Bite and Magic. That's bite as like a kilobyte. B-Y-T-E. Oh, <laughs> 10 bucks. And Knee Deep, which is $15. Like what it. is Knee yeah, Deep? Why don't you like, like that? I don't like any of these. I want to start, I'm going to quit IGN and start a firm where someone <laughs> gives me their game name. I'm going to say, I don't like it. And I'm going to give them a better I think they're name. all good. The ones that I don't like are the ones that are too long. So Pixel Heroes may be a little bit too long. Stay tuned for uh, Knee Deep 2, Waist Deep, and Ooh. Knee Deep 3, Neck Deep. Ooh. Minus Fallout Shelter, I just don't think the other names are descriptive at all. Like, wouldn't it be nice to kind of communicate what your game is by Fallout Shelter is? is actually very clear on what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, also, Pop. just because Fallout, we know what that is. You know, it's like a big brand. Well, a Fallout Shelter is a thing as well. Yeah, it yeah. exists. Um, I feel like, I wouldn't want to play Fallout Shelter sitting at my TV. No. 
Like yeah, I think that game was tailor made for mobile. For mobile. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's which fine why, that it's on Xbox. Oh yeah, totally. Like, it. it's, but, yeah, it's free. Which is why, just why it, like exploded on mobile, right? Yeah, and, like, wasn't it like the most successful mobile app like that year? Well, it looked because yeah. it was launched. It was one of those, and it's out now. Yeah, kind of things. Oh like, yeah, I, I downloaded that immediately. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it was one of those things at E3 when we were like, "Wait, can we get a let's play of it like now? Who's got it? You know, kind of thing." Yeah, I don't know. Same thing like Angry Birds. I don't know why I'd, I I like Angry Birds a lot. I don't want to play that on my couch. I don't. I mean, I'm not yeah. those birds out of my living room. I'm not a big mobile game. I didn't even play. I wouldn't Super want to play Mario Super Run. Mario exactly. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I didn't even play it yeah. at all. Oh. I was saying, I wouldn't I want like, to play that on my couch either. I'm not a mobile. No. I'm not a iPhone mobile type person. You're bad. You're bad man. I don't know. There's more interesting <laughs> things that I'm going to do on my phone. Well, it's specifically like Fallout Shelter is yeah, like Pokemon. Pokemon. Well, that would certainly be more interesting. No, not certain games. Device six. That game's great. I'd rather device six than poke. Yes, I don't even know what that is. Great game. Yeah, a mobile game anymore. I was uh, I, so I'm super late to the party on House of Cards. Yeah. I've been going oh my through God, it. You are really <laughs> well, give me a break. I'm watching <laughs> it. Okay, okay. we've been talking about this for years. <laughs> uh, so I just got. I'm in season two. And Ooh. Frank, uh, there was a whole, there was a thing on uh, Monument Valley. Is, oh, yeah. is a plot yeah. point in, in, in yeah. House of Wait, Cards. The, the video game? Yeah, the game. Yeah. No way. Every season, he like goes. It, there is some really weird thing about a game where he's playing like Killzone in one of them, yeah. and no, then the he's whole first Monument season Valley. is Call of Duty. He, yeah, yeah, he's like, called. He plays Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah, he's playing the Call of Duty that Kevin Spacey was in. No. That'd be really weird. That would How does be he go so from Killzone weird. to Call of Duty to so Monument funny. Valley? You know, you could have a diverse swath of video games. Maybe it's it's uh, uh, analogous with his uh, the rise and fall of his political career. Yeah, I haven't seen. Well, we haven't fallen yet, right? Hasn't he? I'm I'm only Hasn't on season he? two. Leave me alone. Well, I mean, the show's still going, and it's amazing. It's always amazing. I'm just surprised that it took you so long to get into it. How do you? How did you even avoid spoilers? I don't know. That's crazy. I just, Ryan, the bullet, the spoiler bullet dodging hero. <laughs> That's what it's like working here. I hope you guys know. Did you hear that Mike Aransky got uh, split spoiled for him oh, in the most hilarious oh, way? Marty spoiled Terminator Two for me. So. I spoiled Terminator Two. First off, Terminator Two is, is the fact, and it was while we were watching it. Is Wait, the fact what? that you got Terminator Two spoiled for no, Marty? No, is the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a good guy in the movie a spoiler for Terminator Two? Oh, it's yeah, in the trailer. Not, I hadn't seen the trailer. I did it's not know. The movie is yeah, almost right. as old as you. <laughs> I would. It, it's it's sure older. older. It's older. I mean, why would you like? <laughs> we were sitting next to each other, and I was like, "Ooh, cool!" And he was like, "So the thing with this movie is White Run, it gets to that like flower thing where he's got the box." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then he told me, I was like, "Why would you tell I me?" I thought it was just a known quantity. <laughs> why would you just not say anything? So I might. I'm say, with Marty on this one. No, I, I might say know. it's not technically a spoiler. But it is something that the movie does interestingly. That scene would have been so cool if I didn't know because Marty hadn't told me a second beforehand. <laughs> have you? Okay, hold on. Oh, the, so I maybe mean, it was poor timing. I think it was less than I spoiled it. Like if I just spoiled it like on a podcast when she wasn't watching it. But the fact that I literally – I, well, kind of, I was if, I waited, if I would have waited quite literally five seconds, yeah, would she would have got the reveal and then I could have said the same thing. So yeah. had uh, you seen Terminator 1 prior yes. to this? Okay, so you, you had that context. Yes. Then. Had All you right. seen T3 Rise of the Machines? No. Have you seen Terminator Salvation? No. Have you seen the other Terminator movie that I did not see? Oh, Genesis. Genesis. You did not so see? So bad. I mean, so none bad. of them after <laughs> 2 are great. Although I really liked 2. 2 is like a cinematic classic, like a landmark. Well, I particularly liked that they had this villain that you didn't know if it could ever die. And I feel like a lot of movies are like, this is what we have to do to kill it. And then I was just like, 
is this going to kill it? I have oh, no yeah. idea. Oh, yeah. I loved that. Or like in the end, he gets the upper. Well, we've all seen it, right? It's, we've all seen ahead. Terminator, Terminator Two. Right? It's, it's statute of limitations is a lot. Yeah, but like fire. you know, they're in the foundry or whatever, and like he gets frozen. You're like, oh, they have him like frozen, and then for some reason, he Arnold shatters, and we're like. Shh. You're a machine. You should know that that increases the surface area. It'll melt faster. I don't know why he did that, but it's just so cool that yeah. he did it. You know, yeah. I don't know. But good movie. What an amazing flick. Yeah, check out if you haven't seen it. Uh, James Cameron's uh, Terminator Two, T Two, Judgment Day. Three and four have Sorry, some interesting Monty, ideas, in it, but they're not that great. Have you seen the alternate ending version that's on the DVD? Have you seen that? I don't know. You have, I'm sure. What? I don't know it's what like, you're referring like to, this, actually, though. In Terminator 2, there's a... On, like, the Steelbook edition from back in the day, there's a... There isn't. There's an alternate ending. Oh. That, uh, that shows Sarah Connor way in the future. Oh, oh, oh. That I know what you're talking yeah. about. I thought you meant, like, there was no... Oh, it's just like... It, no, 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 It's no, a it's, thumbs down. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately regret this <laughs> decision. <laughs> Wait, bring... Pull me up. Pull me up. Let's be together forever, John. Oh, man. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, I'll have to go back and watch that. <laughs> Uh, anyway, what else? Mm-hmm. What else can we? Yeah, yeah sorry. Spend our money on. on. Uh, we, we have get from knee deep. <laughs> yeah, Terminator Two alternate. Does it matter? It's just it's easier fine. to cool talk about cool stuff. Uh, uh, we have Lego Indiana Jones added towards backwards compatibility. That game's cool. Yeah, that's uh, the, good one. The only Lego game where you can kill Nazis. Interesting. So far. Lego Schindler's List. 2017. 2017. Uh, for the month of February on Xbox One, we have Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. That sounds cool. Just anything like... I guess it's fun. It's a fun uh, co-op game where you're both piloting a spaceship. Plus you know what that is. Interesting. My job to know what it is. That was so dismissive. I know. Is that, that. sounds like a Maudie game. <laughs> is that well, anything right about like that. Love in a Time of Cholera? Uh, it is absolutely nothing like... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that novel or whatever it is. I haven't read it. I don't know what it is. No. It's a novel. Magical realism. Yo. Project Cars Digital Edition is uh, available from the middle of February to the middle of March. So February 16th to March 15th on Xbox One. There you go. Cool. Monkey Island 2, the special edition, is available for the first two weeks of February on Xbox 360 and Xbox One. And then we got Star Wars The Force Unleashed, which is uh, February 16th to the 28th on Xbox 360 and Xbox One. The better Force Unleashed. Did you guys play the sequel? Nah. Nah. It wasn't that good. Well, resounding nah from me. (laughs) Yeah. IGN.com says rules. Nah. Uh, Unlock block trivia time. Everybody's uh, no. Let's mark your. Where's that pen? You have it. Pick one. (laughs) Are we finally starting to pick things? Okay. (laughs) Yes, I remembered a pen or pen or pencil last week. I remembered a writing utensil. So uh, our unlock block trivia question this week comes to us from Nick in the Lily, Kentucky, who asks, "Which of the following is not one of the enemy factions in the original Crackdown?" Another Crackdown question. Too bad Destin's not here, but whatever. Definitely got that wrong. <laughs> so, uh, the factions that you can take on and take down in the original Crackdown were uh, three of these four are ones from the actual game. One of them's not. Pick out the fake one. Was it Los Muertos? Is that fake? Syntec Industries, Volk, or Sheragen Corporation? Why are you hiding your answer? We all have. Sean and I have already written ours down. We wrote them down before you even entered the room. <laughs> okay. Shark? You wrote E. So I went with C, Volk, which I now think is wrong. I also went with C, Volk, and I have no idea. Marty? I went with A, also have no idea. I feel like Los Muertos um, is the least beep-boop soundy of these. I, I do so think that my, it does sound the least beep-boop. I feel like Los Muertos is a faction in uh, 
uh, Sunset Overdrive. I, I do too. Right? There was like a Day of the Dead faction on that. Yeah, right? there is. Yeah. And yeah. I think they're called Los Muertos, so which is why like I sh- should have caught that. But I also didn't. Think, I just I figured know. like why would you put the red herring be something that sounds so different to the others? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Also, Volk, if you rearrange the letters, is Colv. That's a very good point, Marty. Thank you. Uh, well, Nick from Lily, Kentucky, Wait, is what is laughing at all of you. Oh dang! Still, None of you got it right. Do I still have zero. Oh, still, no. sh- still a big donut on the scoreboard for the year. What was it? D. It's Syntec, it. which is from Sin, the classic 1998 first-person shooter. That's really good. Oh well. Yeah, Syntec's from another game. So 98, I was already in the Counter-Strike years. So. <laughs> oh. The great Counter-Strike <laughs> years of 98. Literally, so, uh, I played that one game for 10 years straight and played no other games. <laughs> that's not a good thing. What? That's not great. No, it is great. It's the greatest <laughs> game of all time. <laughs> Counter-Strike is pretty good. Uh, also, I Nick, like. good job. You've won yourself a copy of a game of some kind. I've got, yeah, like I said, the, the usual the gear, old Gears games. I've got a GTA V soundtrack, a three-disc, like nice, pretty soundtrack package. Rainbow Six Siege, Rainbow Six Vegas 1 or 2, and a copy of Dishonored 2 donated by Albert Menefee. So also, Albert Menefee the fourth. Next week, there'll be... Uh, f- also, $5 if you send in a Banjo-Kazooie question. <laughs> We're giving well, looks at the camera for anyone who's listening to the audio. There you go. You, you it was very it persuasive from, looks. You heard it from McBiggity himself. Uh, we, looked, we looked up, uh, Max looked up the average lifespan of a brown bear and informed me that Banjo would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Max can leave. And then we were trying to look really up the average that? life of a Bregal. And I quickly realized a Bregal is not a real, real bird. bird. Not a real no. bird. No. Is that a brown eagle? Be- is that a beagle crossed with a... No, it's Bregal. That's what Kazooie is. That's what Kazooie is. No, but he's trying to say, like, where's the name from? <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to figure... I'm trying to source I mean, the I, origin. I think it's because it's something that she says. Bregal! Yeah. So it's like, I would guess that they made that noise she? and then they named her. Yeah, because he was a girl. It's Banjo's oh, girlfriend. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, that's not true. Phil Spencer, please <laughs> announce Banjo 383 just because I want to No, it'll see ruin the, the show. We, that these, is all we will ever talk about two. ever again. You don't want that. <laughs> well, you can start your Banjo 3E podcast. See? Look at the bright side. The Banjo That's cast. a really good idea. <laughs> like you said that like it was creative. Oh, I did it. The banjo cast. <laughs> Ship it. Uh, the best oh, idea man. on the table. It'll just be called. Wee, wow. I don't know how to type that. Go hook. Go hook cast. Legal. <laughs> Let's. We have to leave. Oh dang. This is, this is all spiraling downward out of Spiral control. Hill. I'm just gonna stop Spiral at Mountain. eleven. Alana Pierce. Where can we find you? What are you up to? I am at Charalanazad on all of the social medias, and uh, I'm currently prepping for Toy Fair in New, New York yes. next week. We have a whole bunch of exclusive toy stuff that's going to be going up over the next couple of weeks. Juliana's Pizza. I've been there, man. Trust me. Okay, you already know the story then. You know you know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Bring me back some. I don't know if I'll be able to make it over the bridge while I'm it's there just, work, It's just a quick Uber one night. Of your fear of bridges? Yeah, I'm terrified. Aren't we boycotting Uber these days? Lift or whatever, cab, <laughs> whatever you walk. Pop culture Fine. reference. <laughs> just or I guess not that. pop culture, just regular culture reference. <laughs> just a reference. Oh, it's just a reference. <laughs> Artie? Uh, you can find me at McBiggity on all those things. That's fine. It's fine. It's you fine. good? Yeah. Just be good to each good other. Good with that. Yeah. Solid advice. Shark? 
at Shop by Finnegan on all the social platforms and also on Xbox Live. Add me on Xbox Live if you're good at Warzone. Mythic Warzone is back in Halo. It's the hardest PvE content in the game. I play with people. They suck. And it's like, I can't win. And I get real frustrated because I'm a tryhard. So add me up if you're good and we'll play. You know what you need to do? You need to carry the team on your back. Uh, impossible in carry the that team. mode. All right. It's all about the team being good. I love how sassy that was. Uh, impossible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you gotta carry the team. You can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, unfiltered. IGN Unfiltered. We got Fergus Urquhart's the latest episode. I've got, let's see, I'm shooting six of them in the next like three weeks so that'll be yeah thanks gdc that's actually which is a good thing it'll be good to sit down and chat with a bunch of uh a bunch of the coolest developers around and you know we probably have a first friday that's around the same time as gdc wouldn't we is that the first on paper that would be a first friday i don't know if we're able to do that that's the day switch and oh there's no way that's oh boy we'll be we'll be all hands that'll be our last friday well at the very (laughs) least if anyone's coming to san francisco for gdc we'll be around yeah usually walk between the uh, convention center and the office a whole lot and i was i hadn't been down at moscone in a while and i was (laughs) at the i was down near there yesterday for the other day for a preview appointment it's the south hall is completely under construction completely and it's very different than it was it is being completely redone i mean curious to see how that turns out also later in march uh if you're gonna be at pax east alana and i will be there and we have a panel on friday and a panel on saturday Mm -hmm. and i'll get those details on a day that isn't today is there a is there a meet and greets Probably so. Maybe we'll do like a some small impromptu thing. Awesome, yeah. cool. Eating greets. <laughs> Why not? See, I did that for you guys. That was for you guys. Yeah. Uh, for uh, Alana, Marty, and the Shark, I'm Ryan. This has been Unlocked Palindrome Edition 282, and we'll see you guys next week. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.